It is absolutely so good to be with you this morning. It's good to be with you and see so many friendly faces. I've gotten to meet a lot of you, but I'm going to have to tell you, you're going to have to give me a chance. There's a few more of you than there are me. But Melissa and Kai and I are so glad to be here. And I want to say to them, I appreciate them traveling with me. They uh, put up with a lot with me. They really do. And Kai's a good guy. He's a, he's a junior at, at, at uh, Glenn High School there in Leander, Texas. And Melissa does counseling. But more than that, she takes care of me and counsel is, counsels me. And I uh, just appreciate my precious wife this morning and the support that she offers and the prayer that she offers. We've been praying for you. We've been praying for this congregation, for this family, knowing that you're searching and that you're looking. And we are so pleased to be a part of this process today. Well, you can see up here behind you the scripture that I'm going to turn to in the name of my, my message this morning. I'm going to have to turn around ever so often. So if you'll tolerate me and put up with me this morning, I would appreciate it. The church I usually preach at, at our home church, there's a screen right there, and I'm used to looking at that one. So I'm going to get to turn around and look a little bit this morning. The name of my message this morning is, Jesus, have mercy on me. You ever had any, looked at anybody and said, oh, have mercy on me. Help me out. Somebody help me out this morning. If you will, let's go ahead and look at, at, at Mark 10, beginning with verse 46. I want to ask you to do something with me for the first two verses. In honor of the word of the Lord, if you're able, would you mind standing to your feet? And they came to Jericho. And as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Lord, bless us through the reading and the hearing of your word this morning. Amen. You may be seated. He said, Jesus, have mercy on me. But I want to back up here and look just a second. It says, and when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he had an idea who it was this morning. He'd heard something. And then he said, Jesus, son of David, he knew the prophecy from Samuel. He understood who this was. He knew something that some people don't know today, that Jesus is the Messiah. He is the Messiah. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more. He didn't give up. Son of David, have mercy on me. I love that he did not give up. They told him, be quiet. Don't talk. What are you doing? You're embarrassing us. Maybe you've had happen in your church before. Somebody who really needed something. Somebody who was maybe thrilled at their new faith in Christ. 
And they a little crazier than the rest. They get a little excited about, about their faith. And maybe though they just are somebody that has a need and they don't quite fit in like the rest of us. Well, that was what was happening here to, to, to Bartimaeus. That is the son of Timaeus. Here's the thing I know about Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus was someone who was known by his father's name. Now I've heard that he was probably in his early 40s, late 30s. We don't know exactly. But we know this. He had not yet gained a name for himself. Because what had he been? He was a beggar. So he went by the son of Timaeus. In other words, Miss Joanne, that is, that's Timaeus's boy. Understand that? You ever had anybody, you looked at somebody and said, who is that? Oh, Kai, that's Duke's boy. That's who that is. And Jesus stopped and said, call him. And they called him. They called the blind man and saying to him, Take heart, get up, he's calling you. Misty, I like this one because you see what just happened? They've been saying, Boy, hush, boy, be quiet. Don't you say anything. You need to be quiet. Don't you talk so much. You're embarrassing us. You're not who you are. Uh-uh, don't act that way around here. We don't act that way at First Christian. Stop that. But all of a sudden, I'm sure that wouldn't happen in this church actually, would it? But then all of a sudden, the very one, Jesus, He said, wait a minute boys, call Him here. Call Him. And don't you love it that when Jesus came on the scene and Jesus gave a command, everything changed. We know today that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. There can be a lot of struggling things going on, a lot of problems going on. A lot of people be just, as I, would, as I grew up saying, a lot of people freaking out. But Jesus comes in the room and something happens. Jesus came on the scene and all of a sudden they went from be quiet boy to ooh. You know what I'm afraid of? I'm afraid I would have been that goofy guy that would have been saying, oh boy, you need to hush. You, you shut her down there, boy. You be quiet. You're not being respectful. All of a sudden, I'd be like, hey, yeah, he's, come on. He's calling you. Bring it on, buddy. Yeah, Jesus, I'll get him for you. Don't worry. I'm afraid I'd be that guy. He says, take heart. Get up. He's calling you. Oh, I don't know about you, but I love this part. Here in verse 50, it says, And throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. I want to tell you what I've heard about this cloak. At least it's tradition. Tradition says that this cloak could have possibly been 
like a license for him. It was possibly dyed crimson, red. Uh, sometimes I bring a red towel, but I decided y'all didn't deserve me to be that crass this morning. I needed to be more impressive than that. So you're going to have to imagine what I'm thinking. He takes his red or whatever, his cloth that's laid across his lap. Imagine him sitting on the ground. He's laying there. He takes this cloth. Now, it was like his license. I don't know about you. Every one of you this morning could reach into your wallet or your purse or your pocket this morning, and possibly you could pull out your wallet and it's and pull out your license out of your wallet, and it's important. The state of Texas issued that to me, and because of that, my wife and son and I were able to legally drive from Austin yesterday here, and tomorrow morning we will get in the car and we will legally drive back to Austin. Some of you would be very upset if you saw me right now. Take this license and toss it off. Matter of fact, there's, there would be somebody in the crowd, maybe Mr. Dean here, would get up and go get my license and say, Son, what are you doing? That thing's important. You need that. Well, see, that was his license. That, that cloth traditionally could have been his license to the rest of the people in the community and in the city that knows that's, that's the son of Timaeus. And yes, you see that cloth he's got? You see that cloak he's got? You see that? He's allowed to beg. Let him do. So just imagine with me that he's got that blanket laid across him and people are walking up and they're putting alms, they're putting change, they're putting whatever else into that in his lap. And it's kind of cupped in his lap, and Jesus calls him, and it did not say he took it, sir, and, and he folded it neatly, nicely into a three-fold like your mother taught you to do with the towels at the house, you know, to put them up. No, he didn't do that. What does it say right there? It says, and could you say that with me? And throwing off the cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. In other words, he did not take it into account. In other words, he's done with that blanket. He had faith. He believed by his very actions that something new was happening. Something new, John, was occurring. Like nothing else in his 30-something to 40-something years, Jesus was about to do something for him. I don't know what you're clutching to this morning. I don't know what you're holding on to this morning. But maybe you're like me. And there are things that I have to throw off. You know, sometimes in my own feeling sorry for myself or in my own brokenness. There are times that I'll go, I deserve to feel this pain. I deserve to hang on to this bitterness. I deserve to hold on to this anger. I deserve to feel this away or feel that. But what happens if all of a sudden I say, hey Jesus, I throw it off. Take it. Take my pain. 
Take my brokenness. Let's read this. And Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? Now, do you find that curious? That's Jesus talking. Now, I've heard a couple of different theological arguments on this. One argument says that Jesus came to earth, and when he came to earth, he limited himself to not know everything. But then some people have said this when he said, What do you want me to do for you? The reason he wanted a response is because he desired for Bartimaeus to hear what he was saying to Jesus with his own ears. Sometimes we need to hear ourselves confess. Sometimes we need to hear ourselves pray out. Sometimes we gain faith in God when we're praying for our children, when we're praying for our spouse, when we're praying for a co-worker, or we're praying for a friend at school. Sometimes we need to hear ourselves, Lord Jesus, help. But He says, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, wouldn't you like to hear how he said this? (laughs) Rabbi? Teacher? Rabboni? Let me see. Let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. Jesus, have mercy on me. The first thing Jesus said was, call him. Today Jesus is calling you. Jesus is calling me. Some of you say, how do you know? And I'm going to tell you how I know. Because there's one called the Holy Spirit who lives and abides in every believer. He is wooing some of you. I told the group of folks there last night that even before salvation, there's some of you that have said, I've never asked Jesus into my heart. But by the very fact that you are in this church this morning, there's this old word called wooing. And the Holy Spirit is wooing you this morning. is drawing you. He's calling you to Himself this morning. Whether you're one who does not know the Lord yet, or if you're a believer, one who has professed Jesus, He's inside of you. And today, He's calling you. The Holy Spirit is a wind who is constantly blowing. Blowing within our lives. You can read in the New Testament where Jesus makes it very... uh, It's made very clear in the Scriptures that, that we don't see the wind, but out here in this part of the country... We know it blows. How do you know there's any wind? (laughs) Look around, girl. What are you seeing? Look at those trees. Look at that tin blowing across the field. Look at all that mess. We know there's wind. 
And I'm glad the Holy Spirit's not a mess, though I'm going to tell you, sometimes when He's working within me, have you ever thought, Lord, you need to slow down a little bit. You're working on me pretty hard. You're working on me pretty strong. Sometimes it feels like we're a mess right in the middle of when God is working on us. But today, He's calling us. He's calling you. He's calling me. And Jesus says to him, What do you want me to do for you? Jesus is asking you. And Jesus is asking me today. Now some of you say, okay preacher, this is an obvious sermon. This is an obvious question. But you can believe that right now God is calling you. God is asking you, what do you want me to do for you? Some of you feel like God is not working in your life. Some of you feel like God is not speaking in your life. But I want to assure you, God is faithful today. He's faithful today. And He wants you. He wants you to hear Him saying, What do you want me to do for you? If I were to ask you this morning, and I'm not going to embarrass anybody, so you're safe about what I'm about to do. But if I were to say to you, is there anybody here, and I'm going to raise my hand, but is there anybody here, just be honest with your own heart, is there anybody here this morning that would say, Duke, I want Jesus to ask me what He wants me to do, what He wants to do for me. Lord, I have something I want you to do for me this morning. I have needs. I have people in my life. I have growth that I need inside of myself. Melissa and I have family members. We shared a little of this with the group last night. We have people that need to turn their lives around and be drawn back to the Lord. Is there anybody that would say to, with me this morning, I need Jesus to ask me what I want. Thank you. I need Jesus to ask me what I want. This morning, he's asking. And then the third thing that Jesus said is, Go your, faith, your way, your faith has made you well. Now some of you are saying, how do you know that? Because we believe and we stand in faith. We have faith to believe that God has done. When Jesus died upon the cross and He said it is finished, it means He's taken away the sins of the world. It means that He's done already what I cannot do for myself. Now maybe that means I have to wait. But He's done it. Just go ahead. Ask. And Jesus says to you this morning, 
go your way. Your faith has made you well. Some of you, that means that you just need to step forward and go ahead. This doesn't mean you have to be crazy. This doesn't mean you have to hurt yourself again. But sometimes this means in things that you have feared for good reason. Go ahead and take that step of faith again that God has called you to take. For those of you who want to receive Christ, today is your step of faith who said, my family's never known the Lord, but I need to. Today may be your day to say, I need to step forward and ask Christ to be my Lord. I find in every church that I've been to, and I've gotten to go to many over the years, I figured out a while back that I've preached over 6,000 times in different churches since I was 18 years old. I spent a period of time for 14 years where I preached 265 times a year. Some of y'all are like, well, boy, you're still needing some practice, aren't you? (laughs) But everywhere that I go, I find that there are those like you and me that have to allow Jesus to say to us, go your way, your faith has made you well. I find something very interesting about that. Because at the very end, where it says, Go, your faith has made you well. Jesus, then what Bartimaeus did, was rather than go his way, it said, he followed Jesus on the road. I personally think that part of what it means is that Jesus was saying, Hey, listen, I've healed you, now make your choice. Make your decision what you're going to do. Determine for yourself how this is going to work out for you. Because as you know, we've each been given free choice, right? But look what the son of Timaeus did. Look what this boy did. I believe this is the day that he became a man and a man of God. Because it said he followed Jesus on the road. When you and I decide to follow Jesus on the road, it means when Jesus goes left, we go left. When Jesus goes right, we go right. When Jesus says stop and heal them, even when, uh, and, and help them, we'll let him heal them. When, when we tell him to stop to help them, we do just what Christ tells us to do. Young people, I want to talk to you for just a moment. You are in the greatest mission field of anyone in this room. That mission field is that school, they tell me, somewhere with another five to 600 students around the entire school. There are young people this morning who need to hear the call of Jesus that may never walk into these church doors like you. They may not be brave like some of you and come into a place like a church. But guess what? When you're a young believer of Jesus, they don't have to come to these doors. But you 
take the church to them. You take the church to them in the way that you live, in the way that you share, and in the way that you care. Friends, this morning, I'm going to keep saying, and I want you to keep saying, Jesus, have mercy on me as I serve you in every way that you call, call on me. I will follow you on the road. Would you pray with me? Father God, we love you. We praise you. We thank you for your word this morning. God, I ask that it will go out, that your word might go forward, that, Lord, there may not be one deaf ear to what your Holy Spirit desires to say today. Oh, God, we love you. Would you take just a moment and allow the Holy Spirit to permeate your mind, to soak down into your spirit, to speak His precious word and truth into you right now. We give you praise. We give you praise, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen.